Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Scary Stories to Listen to in the Dark. I am your host, Zolma, and today I will be covering the story of Daniel Wozniak. And this one hits really close to home because this took place in the city I currently live in, and I've been living in the past, I want to say, four years. So let's get started. So this takes place in 2010. Sam Hare is 26 years old and a war veteran. He had just served in Afghanistan. And when he got back, he enrolled at Orange Coast College, which is a community college in Costa Mesa. His family is very excited to have him back as he is very close to them. He just moved into the Camden's Martinique Apartments, which is right across the street from the college. On May 22nd, Sam's father, Steve, begins to worry about him when he doesn't hear from him for several days. He decides to go check on him, and he drives to Costa Mesa and goes into Sam's apartment with a copy of the key Sam had given him. He searches every room until he finally goes into Sam's bedroom. There, he finds a young woman kneeled on the floor, leaning on the bed, and blood all over her upper body, and there's no sign of Sam. Steve immediately calls the police, and when the police get there, they question him, and he defends his son and saying, my son could never do this, like this isn't like Sam. So... The police find that the woman's bottoms have been cut to expose her butt, and on the back of the shirt, someone wrote, All yours, fuck you. There were no signs of struggles, and her purse is there. They find out that the woman is Julie Kibushi, and she was a really close friend of Sam. The police theorize that Sam may have had PTSD from the war and must have acted out, killed her, panicked, and fled the scene. Steve Hare continues to defend his son, saying he was happy and would never do such a thing. So the police... Um, search his apartment and they find that his passport is missing so they assume he has fled and while investigating Sam's apartment they find a wedding invitation from his 32 year old neighbor Daniel Wozniak and his fiance Rachel Buffett they go to interview them and they say the same thing others do in the area they say that Sam was friendly caring and made friends easily so in the apartment complex he was pretty popular so a couple days later Julie's autopsy reveals that she had not been sexually assaulted so then they believe that this murder scene has been staged they had only seen one bullet wound in the head but the autopsy reveals that she had been shot twice in the head so steve begins to doing some of his own detective work he looks into sam's bank account which he uh shared with his son so he was able to access it sam had saved sixty two thousand dollars while overseas and steve realizes that cash has been taken out through an atm in long beach So he immediately tells the police and the police check security cameras of the ATM and they see that it's not Sam, but a teenager wearing a hoodie and sunglasses. So the police track down the ATM usage and when the the card is used to order pizza at a residential home. The police surround the place and they go undercover as a pizza delivery guy. And when the door opens, the police swarm in. They found out that the teenager is 16-year-old Wesley Freilich, who has no criminal record. He tells the police that the card was given to him by a friend named Daniel Wozniak, and Wesley didn't know it was stolen. Daniel was apparently a friend of Wesley's mom, who she met at the community theater. He informed them that Daniel told him to use it once a day to pull out the maximum out of the ATM in cash. Daniel told him that the card was owned by a loan shark, so he was able to convince his teenager, you know, if he takes them out, he probably gave him like a percentage or something to do it. Um... And the kid probably didn't know any better. On May 26th, police pick up Daniel on his bachelor party, his bachelor party, and take him to the station. 
He tells him that he and Sam had an idea to take the money out of his account and take all the $62,000 and Sam was going to claim fraud and then split the money. He said that Sam called him and told him, I did something bad. There's a dead body in the apartment. I shot somebody. I was not happy about it. It was a fit of rage. So they asked Daniel for a DNA sample. And that's when Daniel's like, um, okay, I was in the apartment. I saw the goddamn body. Is that what you want me to hear? I was right over the body. I didn't touch her. I didn't do anything. I saw two gunshots in her head. He starts to act very strange. And that's what gave him away because only one gunshot was visible. And only during the autopsy, it was revealed there was two gunshots, which was a very important detail. Um, so after telling them that, he calls his fiance from a jailhouse phone. To He calls Rachel Buffett, and he and she tells Daniel that she has spoken to his brother, Tim Wozniak, earlier that day. And he has confessed to being in possession of incriminating evidence and murder weapon, which Daniel had given him before going to the police station. So this is, so I think he gave his, um, yeah, he gave his brother the, it's like bloody clothes and the uh, murder weapon. So Daniel begs Rachel not to tell the police about the evidence, but Rachel reminds him that the phone calls are being recorded. So he had no idea that they were being recorded. Um, and then, so after 14 hours at the station, Daniel confesses to everything that he killed Julie and Sam as well. So apparently Daniel was very, uh, he was broke. He didn't have any money. He had no job. He was unemployed. And he thought that by taking the $60,000 from Sam, he'd be able to pay off his wedding and his honeymoon. So he lured Sam into the attic of the community theater, asking him to help move supplies. He shoots him in the back while bending down to pick up supplies. And Sam asks for help saying, something hit me. It felt like an electric shock. And Daniel fires again. He dismembered the body and disposed some body parts in El Dorado Park in Long Beach. He killed Julie two hours later after performing in the musical Nine, which is crazy because I think you have this crazy performance and there's actually pictures online. He performed it with his fiance, Rachel Buffett, and you can see the picture and he's just totally nonchalant like he hadn't killed anybody before. He uh, then texts Julie with Sam's phone asking her to come over because he was having a hard time. He killed her so that police could think Sam had killed her and he disappeared. A jury found Daniel Wozniak guilty of two counts of first-degree murder on December 16, 2015, and then he was sentenced to death on um, September 2016, hearing and placed on death row. But I think now, um, I believe Gavin Newsom has changed the... So I don't think anyone is going to be sentenced to death. And so I, uh, Sam Hare's dad, Steve, is very upset because this guy was sentenced to death. Now he, he feels like his son will get justice. And that is a story of the murder of Sam Hare and Julie by Daniel Wozniak. So this is crazy because I remember I was living, so the Camden Martinique, it's across the street from Orange Coast College, which is where actually I went before I transferred here to Fullerton. And I was living the, to the, on um, the apartments next to that. So I was living at, it's called, it was called Pine Creek Village, literally right next to the Camden Martinique's. But, I mean, I lived there in 2018, 2019, and I went to OCC. But, I mean, it's years later, but it's it was crazy. When I heard this story, I was like, oh, my God, it's next door to me. Like, you, I don't know. I don't hear a lot about murders in my area. And, I mean, that was still 2010. But even that, like, it still not wasn't that long ago. So, when I heard this story, I was like, that is crazy. And... I went to OCC and it's a great school. Um, but the guy, um, 
Daniel was like, I guess he was really into theater and he had no job. And I think he came from a, you know, I think a medium income family. So he was like, maybe he was freaking out because he's never been, you know, broke before. Or I don't know, maybe he thought everything will be okay. Um, I don't know what happened to his fiance. I think later on, um, like around 27, 2018, she started getting investigated too because she was maybe in on it. Um, but I didn't research too much into that. But that's an interesting, um, interesting case. Like, $62,000 is a lot, but to murder somebody over it, I mean, he must have been desperate. I mean, there's so many other ways. Like, why couldn't he get a job, you know? I, I mean, and it's his first offense from what I've known. And then the poor teenager, he's probably so scarred. Imagine someone just going to the to your door and, like, the SWAT and the police are just swarming into your house. And you're like, uh, his mom was probably like, what the heck did you do? <laughs> um, But, yeah, like I said, this is crazy because it's, the city I live in and then just you never know so what are you guys grateful for today or what made you happy today um so for me I as you guys know we're still you know everything's starting to kind of reopen um and I bought tickets to Disneyland I'm gonna go with my boyfriend and I grew up going to Disneyland so it's one of like my happy places and I haven't been in over like I want to say a year and a half my younger brother used to work there so he used to be able to get me in and we'd go as a family but and then back in the day I used to have the Disney pass but my boyfriend and I got different schedules like he works a nine to five and I work weekends so it just didn't make sense for us to have a pass if we can't go together so I finally bought tickets and I'm going on my birthday weekend so I'm very excited about that and um, I'm a little sad that we still have to wear masks and all that. And I am vaccinated. But, of course, some people might, you know, take advantage of the, you don't have to wear masks if you're vaccinated because some people could be lying. And Disney's very, you know, they want to be very careful. And I do respect that. But I'm so excited. I'm going to go um, soon. And I know it opens on the 30th. Oh, it's just today, actually. Today is April 30th. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening. And remember... <laughs> To not share, I mean, it's up to you, but I just was always told not to tell people, like, how much money I have, how much I make. That's just kind of something that's very personal. And, like, I know some people are very open about it, and I didn't know if Sam was open about it, but you never know, like, people's intentions or, I don't know. It's just, it's really weird when people talk openly about their money. Like, I'm not judging, but I just feel like I couldn't tell people how much is in my savings account, how much I make. I just feel like that stuff is very personal, and it shouldn't matter to other people but you. Um, and beware of your neighbors. It all might seem friendly, but you never know. (laughs) So thank you guys for listening. Goodbye.